Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy. For today, my name is Heather and I'm going to give you some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view, one you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to this evening's podcast. It is Sunday, October the 1st of 2023 and I am going to be recording this podcast to upload onto Rumble and YouTube. So I'm going to do a little bit different, kind of like I did in the old days, if you guys follow my channel for any time. Uh, well, my old YouTube before it was taken down is kind of, you know, kind of reminiscent of that, um, except you're not going to see the little thumbnail of me in the corner. Nobody need to see that. You will see the screen that I see. So tonight there are two very important um, articles that I want to read uh, to you guys. Um, one is by Michael Snyder. It is the end of the American dream. And it's been um, uploaded to prophecynewswatch.com. That is one of my favorite places to go to get great news. Um, and so this article is leaders at the UN make a seven year agreement to implement a single global agenda. Folks, this is very important. We need to pay attention to what is going on in the world around us. And uh, another great one uh, to point us to what's going on in the world around us is the convergence of signs cry out that Jesus is coming soon, but so few are paying attention. Folks, this is by Jonathan Brittner. You can find it at harbingersdaily.com. It's posted on the 26th of September. And on some good news, you guys, charges have been dropped against a UK woman for silently praying. Her story has put the world on notice. And that is from uh, Decision Magazine on the 25th of September. If you want to grab that article and check it out at harbingersdaily.com. So, one other thing I wanted to upload and show you guys, I'll probably put this in the link, is Dean Dwyer. You know I really do like him. He's coming in second to Leo Homan um, on a lot of the great articles that I read, a lot of great insight. I did not know that he was a pastor. And so anyway, this is him um, from Babel to the Beast. Um, right here, if you guys can see that, um, I'm going to upload that. Um, uh, I won't upload it, but I'll put it in the description and so you guys can go and check that out. I watched it. It's really good. I mean, really, really good. And uh, it's on Harbinger's um, TV. But it's also um, at Iser Street Baptist Church. So uh, that's over there in Australia. So, wow. Great stuff, you guys. Great stuff. So let's jump into the seven-year agreement. Okay, so here we go by Michael Snyder. Roll on down here. So have you heard about the agreement that global leaders adopted at the UN Nations um, during the a 2023 SDG summit that was held earlier this week. Officials from all over the world gathered in New York City to commit their nations to fully implement the 2030 agenda and the sustainable development goals over the next seven years. If you're not familiar with the 17 sustainable development goals or SDGs, you can find them right here. So I'm going to click on this so folks that we can go over these 17 goals right here on the screen if you can see it is the united nations so if you're watching this on youtube you'll be able to see it so we're going to go over them number one is no poverty number two is zero hunger number three is good health and well-being you don't know, them injections yeah number four is quality education only if it's from the government telling you what gender that your kids should be gender equality of course yeah uh, clean water and sanitation affordable and clean energy yeah, affordable and clean energy. That's right. Doesn't matter how many of them kids have to die mining that lithium for your batteries. 
So decent work and economic growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Only the benefits them. Industrial innovation and infrastructure. So you control your infrastructure in the industry. Mm-hmm. Reduced inequality. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inequalities. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I always call it equity. It's not equality. Equity. Big difference. You know, so sustainable cities in communities in responsible consumption and production. Yes, folks. Yeah, that's right. You know how they got all this set up. Makes it sound so good. Climate action. Yeah. Life below water. Life on land. Peace, justice, and strong institutions. Only if it's by their agenda. Partnerships for the goals, for the goals. Mm-hmm. So that's number 17. You guys, if you haven't gone and looked at these, you may want to check them out in depth. It sounds good on the certain, well, not all of but the majority of them, you know, they try to make it sound really good on the site. You know, who doesn't want zero hunger? Who doesn't want no poverty? Who doesn't want good health and well-being for everybody or quality education? You know, it sounds great. Until you realize it's all about manipulation and control. They really don't care about these things. As far as they're concerned, 90% of the population should be gone so they can live their lives. And the rest of you people and me, you know, as useless eaters, will be their slaves. That's basically what they're thinking. But anyway, so if you kind of click onto it, like you can see, like ensure inclusive and equitable quality education and promote lifelong learning opportunities for all. You see these words, inclusive equitable mm-hmm. ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all at all ages sure that's why we want to give them six months old that inoculation you know proven to kill everybody but it's safe and effective it's safe you know what i hear when i hear the government say it's safe and effective i always hear um when they're when they're telling me they say peace and safety and then sudden destruction will come upon them is what the bible says every time i hear that it's safe and effective that's what goes through my mind peace and safety you know <laughs> like what but anyway there's their 17 goals for you and uh listen to this end hunger achieve food security and improve nutrition and promote sustainable agriculture you know what that means we're taking away your cows in the netherlands we're taking away your farms because your cows fart too much that's what they're saying they're this is their mind folks they have lost their mind you know they can't reason they're like animals like the bible says a reprobate mind which means you can't think they're so evil and so wicked they are being run by satan he is the little g god of this world because god allows it so God has Satan on a leash. Don't think he's running wild, doing whatever he wants to. He is on a leash, you know, but still he is the God, G, little G of this world. And, uh, you know, we studied a little bit of that today in church. Um, man, wonderful, wonderful service today. It's good to be back uh, in the house of the Lord with my pastor who um, who retired and then he went to go um, pastor another church interimly and then now uh, is full time there, and uh, we have broke away from the SBC, and I'm so thankful for that. And so today was our brand new first day of New Hope Fellowship at River Road. So I'm ex- so excited about that. Um, anyway, if you guys are on Facebook, go check out that Pastor Dr. Randy Davis is phenomenal. He is such a wonderful. He preaches on the end times. He preaches on anything you can think about. He preaches about it. All these other pastors shy away. He does not. So. 
great pastor. Anyway, so uh, moving right along, says, well, have you heard about the agreement that global leaders adopted at the UN uh, United Nations during the 2023 SDG summit that was held earlier this week? Officials from all over the world gathered in New York City to commit their nations to fully implement the 2030 agenda and the sustainable development goals over the next seven years. So I went over those goals, so we just looked at those, and so now you have a better idea of what they're controlling or what they plan to control. So these are essentially a blueprint for how the globalists want the world to be run. Just about every area of human activity is covered by the 17 sustainable development goals, and it would take extreme measures over the next seven years in order to achieve all of them by the deadline. So, but that was what the 2023 SDG summit was all about. Leaders from all over the planet got together and pledged to do whatever is necessary to meet the goals on time, whatever is necessary. Remember that. So they are calling it a new phase of accelerated progress. The following comes directly from the official UN webpage about this summit. Folks, Listen very closely. You have these elitists, these people over there wearing their crazy costumes. And all if you've seen these folks, they're out of their mind. And um, it's like the nerds. It's like the, the, the people who were outcasts, you know, growing up. These are the people now running this, all this craziness is what this reminds me of, you know. Um, but uh, they're, they're talking about these, and this is what their, their plans are. While we sit back and let them do whatever, what is going on? There's a select few people against all of us. Like, what is going on? You know what's going on? The world is asleep. The world has been lulled to sleep. They're lulled with entertainment. They've been lulled with all this stuff, especially in the United States. We are the most materialistic country in the world, history of the world. I mean, we are terrible, terrible. And then we have Christians in the Middle East fighting for their lives in Pakistan, in Africa, in all of these places. They're fighting for their lives. And here we are in the United States sitting in our cushy chairs, you know, looking like, you know, well, what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, griping about this idiotic, stupid things while there's Christians literally fighting for their lives. We have people over in France. There's people in Australia. There's people all over the world, New Zealand, that don't have churches. Don't have churches to go to. There's people here in the United States that can't find a decent Bible preaching church. Folks, the apostasy is rampant. It is here upon us now what Jesus told us would be in the days before he came back. What it would look like. What would it look like? What would look like it does right now. And we'll talk about that in here shortly. The convergence of the signs. But my pastor preached on that this morning. The apostasy of the church. The falling away. Those who claim to be Christians who weren't. Who aren't. Um, they were among us. They went out with us. But they were not from us. They were not among us. But anyway. We'll move right along. So here we go folks. And I quote. The 2023 SDG Summit took place on 18th to the 19th of September 2023 in New York. It marked the beginning of a new phase of accelerated progress towards the sustainable development goals with high-level political guidance in transformative and accelerated actions leading up to 2023. I'm going to have to raise my desk a little bit. Sorry about that, you guys. There we go. So convened by the president of the General Assembly, the summit marked the halfway point to the deadline set for achieving the 2030 agenda and the sustainable development goals. It was the centerpiece of the high level week of the 
General Assembly. It responded to the impact of multiple and interlocking crises facing the world and is expected to reignite a sense of hope, optimism, and enthusiasm for the 2030 Agenda. So the globalists really do intend to implement the 2030 Agenda and the Sustainable Development Goals by the time the UN General Assembly convenes in September of 2030. This is just seven years from now, and so the clock is ticking. During the 2030 SGG Summit, global leaders adopted a sweeping political declaration in which they committed themselves to achieving the 17 SDGs within the next seven years. Years Kicking off the second half of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development, world leaders at the SDG Summit 2023 today adopted a sweeping political declaration to reaffirm their shared commitment to end poverty and hunger everywhere, combat inequalities within and among countries, and build peaceful societies that leave no one behind. The adoption of the 10-page document by the heads of state and government and high representatives gathering at the UN uh, headquarters in New York came at a critical juncture as global crises, including armed conflict, adverse climate impacts, and the lingering effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, plandemic, threatened the achievement of the Sustainable Development Goals by 2030. So the political declaration is 10 pages long, and you can read it for yourself right here, which we are not going to read. (laughs) But I'll leave the link uh, below if you guys want to go and read it. So on the fifth page of the document, we are told that there is an urgent need to take the actions necessary to reverse declines and accelerate progress to achieve the 2030 agenda and implement the SDGs. It's on page 10. I'm sorry, on page five, it goes on to say, so what will it look like as we, quote, accelerate progress toward these goals? So, well, as Paul Joseph Watson has reported, a 20 mile per hour speed limit is being slapped on every single residential road in Wales. How would you feel if every single road in your community had a 20 mile per hour speed limit? Unfortunately, extreme measures such as this will soon be implemented all over the world. The globalists are absolutely determined to meet their climate goals and all of the rest of us will suffer as a result. On the 10th page of the document that the global leaders at the UN just adopted, the summit of the future in 2024 is referenced. Folks, listen to this. We look forward to the summit of the future in 2024 as an important opportunity to inter alia accelerate the implementation of the 2030 agenda in its SGGs. This exceedingly important meeting will be held just two months before the next presidential election in the United States. At that gathering, you and member states are scheduled to adopt something called a pact for the future. You can read about the summit of the future and the pact for the future on the official UN website. Of course, you can reference it right there. And he says, um, on that page, the UN openly admits that one of the purposes of the Summit of the Future is to put in place a stronger international response playbook for complex global shocks, maximizing the use of the Secretary General's convening power in the form of an emergency platform. Oh, yeah, you know, kind of emergency they're talking about. And he says he has written about this emergency platform that is being proposed before. He says, essentially, if there is any sort of major global shock, the United Nations will be given authority to ensure there is a unified global response to the crisis. So what kind of global shock would trigger these emergency powers? Well, a UN policy paper that was published some time ago explained that a future pandemic, a major event in our outer space, or even unforeseen risks 
would all qualify. He goes on to say, ultimately, just about any sort of a crisis at all could be used to justify activating this new, quote, emergency platform. And once it is activated, officials at the UN would have the power to extend the emergency powers that they have been given indefinitely. Needless to say, this is an extremely frightening proposal. We definitely do not want the UN to have emergency powers over the entire globe that could be extended indefinitely. Sadly, the Biden and Biden administration is fully behind this plan. Of course they are. And next September, the UN or the U.S. will agree to adopt the Pact for the Future. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of course, this is why they are rushing to get this done. With Biden in the White House, the globalists are able to greatly advance their agenda. But once he leaves, it will be a lot tougher. So time is of the essence. I wish that more Americans understood what the globalists are trying to do, but unfortunately the mainstream media barely talks about any of this at all. We live in such perilous times and those that wish to erode our freedoms are absolutely relentless. And that is absolutely true. And you can find that original article at the end of the American dream. And that is by Michael Snyder. But if you want to, you can catch it at prophecynewswatch.com. Guys, I tell you what, mm. I am telling you what it is, <clears throat> man, everything is happening. Everything, the conversions of the sign is happening right now. Why the rest of the world is oblivious, oblivious. Because they keep, well, Kelsey and Taylor Swift and all these people. I'm like, what? Well, who cares? But it has bombarded everything. I'm like, I'm trying to watch a football game. And their announcers are talking about it. I said, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I just want to see my homes. Like, I don't care about all this. So, they keep you inundated with all kinds of everything going all over the place. All kinds of stuff. Stuff that doesn't matter. Frivolous crap. What does the Bible say? Don't have the cares in this world. We don't, we are not supposed to be involved. Like to have, to worry about the cares of the world, you know? And so it's all over the place. It's inundated everywhere. They keep you preoccupied from what they're really doing behind the scenes. And even if even if the even if they were reporting on it, I honestly don't think that people would even believe it. They are so far gone so far lost in their own world their own prideful world that they don't care they don't think it's going to happen they don't think it could possibly happen i look at people on their phones constantly taking selfies this this it's all about even churches are probably it's all about you you know how to have your best life or or how do you you know it's all about you you need a stronger you 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 it's not the the churches have taken jesus off of the throne and they've put themselves upon the throne and what happens what needs to happen in the united states most definitely is repentance repentance we need to repent as a nation and turn back to god because if we don't we are doomed we are doomed he has already removed his hedge of protection from us we are following the romans one culture the romans one go look at the roman and people are like what is the romans one god I, I talk about that a lot Open your Bible, go to Romans chapter one, start, I think, verse 20 and read it. And you'll be like, whoa, wow, this is the world today. Anyway, oh, sorry. <laughs> I get caught up on some stuff. So the conversions of signs cry out that Jesus is coming soon, but so few are paying attention. This is by Jonathan Brittner, Jonathan Brittner at uh, harbingersdaily.com. So I uh, was posted the 26th of September. So it goes, we most assuredly live in biblical times. The convergence of signs is like that of the grand finale of a fireworks show that noisily illuminates the sky with this bright display of colors. Yet sadly, many believers and pastors turn their heads and walk away from the spectacle telling themselves and others there's nothing to see here. 
Now, I know I have read this article before, but I'm going to read some of it again because I think it is that important. So he says, I also believe the words of Proverbs 120 apply here. Wisdom crieth out. She uttereth her voice in the streets. And he says, the myriad of signs, along with the voices of many students of Bible prophecy, sound the alarm regarding the nearness of the tribulation. Wisdom continues to cry out with the message that Jesus is coming soon. But so few are paying attention. There's the rush to divide Israel. That is huge, you guys. Huge. And the Bible is very clear about that. Very clear. You can read Joel. Very clear. Very clear. Not to do that. And uh, woe to the person or that country who does. So the push for digital currencies, their G20 summit, all these summits. This one was in New Delhi, India, all kinds of folks. They are pushing everything down our throats because Satan knows he has but a short time and he sees these signs as well. And so he's jumping on and he's going to get this done as soon as he can because he sees it. He doesn't know. He, none of us know when Jesus comes back to yank his church out of here. Nobody knows. But when that happens and that seven-year um, treaty is signed with Israel, that's the beginning of the tribulation period. And so he knows he has but a short time. But nobody knows when Christ is coming to take his church. Only God the Father knows. Only God knows. And he says, Jesus, go get your church. If you haven't watched before the wrath, the movie, go watch that. And you're going to learn a lot about the rapture tribulation the second coming all of that stuff and at the jewish wedding if you've never um attended a jewish wedding my brother um married uh michelle and she is jewish and so it was really really neat um it's a it's about an awesome thing and uh the thing about the jewish wedding um and uh the one that is referenced in the the rapture of the church is that jesus's disciples were galilean and so the galilean jewish wedding is different in the regular Jewish wedding. And so anyway, you have to watch before the wrath and uh, it's going to tell you all about that. But it's from, it, it's fat. It's going to, oh man, it will definitely give you some encouragement. Let me tell you. So the threat of World War III, folks, at any day now that could happen. Let's talk about any day. So the providential prepper. I was watching that this morning before I went to church. The providential prepper. You guys hear me talk about an EMP a lot. Like what would happen if an EMP happens? Like what is safe? You know, Faraday cages, you know, whatever. And, uh, well, even solar flares, you know, they can do these as well. Not as strong as an EMP. Um, but they had a gentleman on from, I am terrible about remembering these things. Um, anyways, uh, EMP shield. And, um, he had a, they had a, a, a person that came on an expert in this and talked about it and said, what would be damaged? What wouldn't be damaged? And so I will link that YouTube, um, video, uh, also in the description. You guys can watch it, the providential um, prepper. So there's a lot of good things um, going on in the world. Like the Christians, we are coming together as a community. We need to band together as a family because we're going to spend eternity together. <laughs> and uh, what we need to be doing is most definitely praying for this lost world, telling people about Jesus because the time is so very short. Whatever platform God has given you, use that platform. If you pray, man, start praying. Pray every day. Pray on your Prayer is powerful. It is our only offensive weapon that we have. And that's the only one that we need. And so prayer is so, so very important. I am a firm believer in prayer. I've seen miracles done um, with prayer. And so God is an amazing God and he hears our prayers. And um, and so don't let that 
don't don't let this world deter you don't let this world get you down nothing no no we got to keep fighting the good fight we have to keep fighting keep encouraging one another as christians we must do that um but uh as far as that goes folks this is it this is we we are in the two minute warning okay the two minute warning in the second half this is it guys fourth quarter two minutes we are ready to roll so if you're watching football you know what i'm talking about if you don't it means we need to get busy we have got to get busy um being about our father's business and so i want to come back over here to uh jan markell's page um so she had a wonderful wonderful i think pastor barry stagner was on guys it was a great program if you haven't watched it please go watch it she's kind of moving away from youtube because there's um, uh, a lot of folks on there that have copied her name and if you don't see the one with over hundred or some thousand subscribers that's not her (laughs) her ministry will never ask you for money ever ever um she's on rumble but if you really 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 want to get it for sure go to the website olivetreeviews.org olivetreeviews.org and you can catch everything um the succot and the millennial kingdom will you be part of it oliver melnick so the millennial kingdom also known as the messianic kingdom will fulfill the feast of succot when we will tabernacle with god in the flesh that's isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 through 7 for 1000 years on earth this will be a time of fellowship like we never had before as we will anticipate our entrance into the eternal order folks that I will be talking about in our next program. So probably work with that one. I'll talk about that one tomorrow. But tonight, I just wanted to jump on really quick and just give some good news. You know, the things, I know the world looks terrifying right now. And if I wasn't a Christian, I would be terrified. I don't know if you weren't a Christian, you would be terrified as well. But we aren't. We are We are not terrified because we know that God, our Father, is in control. The Lord Jesus Christ um, is our Savior and He will protect us. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us and we are sealed until the day of redemption. And so if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, you better be scared and you better get you a lot of food and dig a hole somewhere. (laughs) But the best thing for you to do is to cry out to Jesus to save you today. Today is the day of salvation. Please don't wait another moment. You may not have another moment, folks. You know, you may have money and you may be rich and you may be whatever. But I tell you what, your health is not in your control. Your life is not in your hands. Your life is in God Almighty's hands. And he knows the days of your life. He knows. When he calls you, when he calls your number and you stand before him, let me tell you something. If you do not have Jesus Christ as your Savior, you will die in your sin and go to hell. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and we deserve death. The wages of sin are death, the Bible says. But praise the Lord, praise God, Jesus came and took our place. He took our place. He took your place and my place. He took sin upon himself who knew no sin. He never sinned, but he took our sin upon him. He was the sacrificial lamb. His blood is the covenant. His blood is what covers our sin. And so remember that. So when God sees you, he doesn't see you as the, or me as a wretched awful sinner that i am he sees me through the blood of jesus christ and so jesus is my righteousness not me no not me but jesus and so folks if you haven't accepted christ as your savior god sees you in your sin but once you repent and cry out to jesus and ask him to save you you are saved you are sealed by the holy spirit until the day of redemption which means until christ takes us home or you die either way we're going home so listen up folks um 
Like I always say, you could be on your couch eating Cheetos. I really don't care what you're doing. But if you don't know Jesus, this is an eternal decision that you must make right now. Right now, you need to make that decision. Because you could die from a mass. Look, people are dropping dead everywhere. You could drop dead like that. And when you wake up, you wake up in eternity. Now you're going to wake up in heaven with the Lord Jesus. Or you're going to wake up in hell separated from God for eternity, folks. There is no, there's no, there's no in between. There is no purgatory. There is no none of that. Nobody can pray you or pay you out of hell. Nobody. Don't let anybody fool you and tell you that. If anybody tells you that they're, t- they're preaching another gospel, and, and the Apostle Paul said they should be accursed, which means an anathema, they should be accursed. You have got to know the word of God. If you don't know the word of God, you will be led astray. Especially now, during this time, with the apostasy rampant. And the wolves and sheep clothing upon in pulpits today in churches right now leading churches. And they are wolves. And people go to church every day to hear that message, to tickle them ears, to make them feel good. That's all they want. They will elect people to preach to them, to tickle their ears, to itch their little ears. Because that's what they want to hear. They don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the gospel truth. No. They want to hear that what they're doing is fine, that their sin is good, that God loves them no matter what they do. Folks, we serve an almighty, holy, righteous, all-powerful God. We need to have reverence for him. He ain't my homie. When people say that, it just grates me. We should have reverence for him. He is our Abba Father, which is tenderly like Daddy Father. But he is also, when Jesus comes back, people think he's going to come back as the lamb when he was here on earth. No. When Jesus comes back, he's coming back as the lion of Judah. When you read in Revelation and it says his eyes were a flame of fire and out of his mouth came a two-edged sword, doesn't sound like the lamb, does it? That's the lion. When he comes back, it's not going to be pretty. If you don't know him as your savior, it's going to be bad. The tribulation is seven years of God pouring out his wrath upon unrepentant non-believers, not Christians. And I like how people get into that, uh, get into that, um, um, what you call it, uh, that debate, you know, they say, well, you know, John Darby, blah, blah, blah. No, these folks don't know the truth. They hear somebody say something, they clamp onto it and they like, then they just spew it like over and like a little, like, I, I think those sprinklers, you know, they had to you know, they kind of go back and forth. That's what these people that spew the stuff out of their mouth. They don't know. They don't understand what they're saying. They heard it, and that's what they spew. Just like the same people that were taking ivermectin, um, especially if you have a G-Bos or like a, you know, a farm and ranch store where you're from. We give it our cattle, you know. Um, and people that were taking, they were, they were making fun of them. So, yeah, you take like that's for animals. <laughs> Horse paste. Remember, what well, saved their lives. And then what happened when the truth came out, the evidence came out, ivermectin worked. And those people look like fools. But they hear one thing, and you know who started that? The CDC started the horse pace thing. Yeah. <laughs> they deny it, but they can't really deny because the proof is out. But listen, you know, that's what that reminds me of. 
people just hear one thing and they just spew it out. They don't know where it came from. They don't know the background. They don't know the history. They don't know the truth. They don't know anything. They're just, they just, they have, they can't think for themselves. If you're listening to this podcast, I know you guys can think for yourselves. I know that you guys can reason, but I know there's a lot of lost people that listen to this podcast and I, I just pray that God will, you know, the Holy Spirit will convict you of your sin and he will, he's going to convict you. He's, he's knocking on your heart. He's whispering conviction and it's not condemnation. It is conviction. And if you will repent of your sin today and ask Christ to save you, he will save you and you will be a brand new creature in Christ, a brand new person, brand new. It's not that he's going to wash you off and dust you off, whatever. No, you're brand new. Your old self was crucified with Christ. Boom, gone, over. You're brand new, brand new creature. So think about that. Think about that. And as Christians, you know, who are saved and born again, sealed by the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord for that. His mercy is new every morning. Praise God for that. And if you do sin, you know when you've sinned. I know when I've sinned. Immediately repent of that sin and get back in right fellowship with, with the Lord Jesus. Our pastor talked about that this morning. Pastor Randy did. Guys, time is of the essence. And I, d- I don't know what else to tell you. You know, it's, it's literally the fourth quarter. Two minutes left on the clock. We need to be about our Father's business. We need to be obedient to His will. And you know, uh, God... His will, you know, his will is that none shall perish. That's his will. Pastor Randy preached on that this morning. What is God's will? His will is that none should perish, that nobody should perish, but all should come to the saving grace and repentance of Jesus Christ. What stops people from repenting? I don't know, pride. Pride will stop people from being humble and asking Christ to forgive them and asking God to forgive them. Some folks are unrepentant. Some folks don't care. They want to live their sinful life. And you know what? They hate Christians so bad because we are salt and light in this world. Like I know people that talk and they they talk nasty, filthy. But when I'm standing there, they always go, oh, I'm sorry. They apologize. And they try to watch what they say. Do people do that in your presence or do they think it's okay to talk like that around you? Might ask yourself that question. Um, but uh because, you know, most of the time, if you're a Christian and you live a Christian, a, a godly life, a Christ-like life that you want to serve Christ, the people around you will know that. And um, they will watch what they say. and They will act differently around you. And uh, most places where I work, that happens. You know, like they could talk like sailors, but I could walk into the room and they stop. They don't say that, you know. I mean, it's not like they don't talk to me, but they don't talk like they were talking and they don't behave like they were behaving uh, and it's funny because they won't even play the music that they were playing like if I walk in or something. So, um, but anyway, our lives should be like that. We should be, quote, holy, which means set apart. We should be, you know, set apart. We should not be like the world. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. And so anyway, guys, I am going to jump off here tonight. But tomorrow, tomorrow we will be going over Sukkot in the Millennial Kingdom. Will you be part of it will you guys join me on tomorrow's episode where we discuss that it's going to be great once again if you want to jump ahead of me you can go and read about that it's oliver uh, melnick you can find it at new antisemitism.com new antisemitism.com and it's fight the new antisemitism so anyway guys with that i'm gonna get off of here and uh, may god bless each and every one of you 
And uh, as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. Oh, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Thank you guys so much um, for listening. Thank you guys so much for your support. May God bless each and every one of you. And may we keep looking up because I tell you what, guys, it is coming. The Lord Jesus is coming to take us home and we love his appearing. We should all be waiting for him. What will you be doing when Jesus comes back?